0: Jewish audio on Kaban.org.
1: I'm writing this letter to you as I'm heading to the base. If you are reading it, something must have happened to me. You. you know me. No one could be happier than me right now. It was no coincidence that I was on the verge of fulfilling my dream. I'm happy and grateful for the privilege of defending our beautiful land and the people of israel i am filled with pride and a sense of purpose and i always said that if i have to die i wish it would be in defense of others in jerusalem i have placed guards that one day will come and i will be one of them welcome everybody this is ordinary
0: people with extraordinary stories i'm chateau weisberg host of this podcast I'm joined today by a special guest. His name is Svi Zusman. Tzvi, thank you so much for joining us. Tzvi is, f- is the father of Ben Zusman, who was one of the holy soldiers who was murdered in Gaza, defending our holy land so that the people of, of Israel, the people of our holy land could live securely and in peace. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. So can you tell us, first of all, a little about Ben? What was he like?
1: Ben was our oldest child of three. We had Ben um, who was 22 years old, and we had Mika, who's 18 and a half now, and then Boz, who's 16 and a half. Ben was born in Jerusalem, Shari Zedek Hospital. He lived with us in the same apartment we're living in now, his entire life. Wow. Ben um, Ben was a special kid. He was short and chubby for his childhood. <laughs> he grew up to be um, not so tall, but a massive, strong man and, and was in good shape.
0: And someone with incredible courage, you know, huge, a giant of a person, as we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. yeah totally, totally. Um, ben went to from kindergarten into the end of elementary school to a school called Keshet, Keshet is a school in Jerusalem where students are both, come from backgrounds of secular and uh, religious orthodox. It's 50-50% basically. That's where he went to school for many, many years. After elementary school, he switched over to high school to a school called Himmahfarb in Jerusalem. Um, There he was until the end of high school. From the age of nine, just a little bit of background, like you asked, at the age of nine. So j- just
0: just to get a little clearer, so you always lived in Israel? You, I mean, you don't have any accent. I think you came from Denver?
1: Yeah, I was born in Denver. Uh, my parents met Aliyah when I was the age of five. Wow. Um, my wife is Israeli. Uh-huh. We met when we were about nine years old. Wow. Um, at youth movement, Nea Kiva. Oh, wow. And that's that's the basic background.
0: So Ben was born though in Israel and he grew up in Israel. Okay. I'm sorry, you you were continuing to say something about Ben's character,
1: his personality. No problem. I was starting to say that Ben started playing table tennis, uh, similar to ping pong, um, at the age of nine. And within a very short period, became a professional table tennis player and Hmm. competed uh, all over the country. Hmm. Ben was a very social person. He could make a good friend within seconds. Um, my wife always laughs and said, if you put him near a tree for more than a few seconds, the tree could become his best friend. <laughs> wow. So he had many, many friends um, and from all different types of backgrounds, um, both because he went, as I said, to elementary school, both with um, secular background families and religious. And then with ping pong, you have players, Jews, non-Jews and from all over the country. So. Uh, in, obviously, girls, boys, everything. So he had many friends from there. Um, he did it before that we went to the army. He did a social work uh, work for one year in Chemish with youth um, and gathered many more friends there as well. And in the army service, besides being a very professional soldier, he gathered many, many good friends.
0: How, how old was Ben when he was killed? When he was, he was
1: 22. 22. He, was 22. he turned 22, October 19th. Um, It worked out amazingly that during the period when this army was still getting organized before they went into Aza, so he managed to come home for a nice dinner we had with him. uh, Good steaks. Mm -hmm. My parents joined. We had a nice dinner. Wow. Um, So he was just a bit over 22.
0: So I I read that he joined the reserves?
1: So um, Ben was released from the army service on July 31st. Um, he had started already before he finished his army process of um, being recruited into the security service, special security service Shabak. Um, and actually he was accepted um, already at the end of September. He was told that he was accepted. He was supposed to start the course October 13th. Uh-huh. Um, since he was recruited to such a um, security job, they're released from reserve um, duty. Uh-huh. So he had no unit to go to officially on October 7th. We'll get to that because nothing stopped him, but officially he had no reserve unit to go to.
0: Wow. And so why why did he go? I mean, this shows so much about Ben, I guess.
1: So, uh, um, so during August and September, he went through many, many uh, interviews and testing and a long process. Um, And we managed to have um, two nice family vacations in that period. He went away twice to uh, Egypt, to Sinai, with some friends. Um, And then on Cholomot Sukkot, which was just a few days before he was supposed to start his course, um, he just Thursday evening, the night before, Hoshana Rabbah, the night before Simchas Torah, he had a bunch of um, army friends from the very beginning, first period of the army, from the training part. Um, and we were all caught in the surprise Um Shabbos morning, October 7th in Chastorah uh, I could get into much details what happened that, that morning in those days um, Sure, sure, um, go ahead okay. go ahead, sure So we had a nice Friday night dinner after getting back from shul our friends were over, our friends' neighbors um, we woke up about seven o'clock in the morning and started getting prepared to go into our um, family, Semkasara Minyan, which is a minion of over 200 people normally. Uh-huh. For the first time, this um, davening was not gonna take place at my grandmother's who passed away almost two years ago, was at my uncle's. Uh-huh. Right after we woke up, we um, had a hint of something's going wrong because the prime minister who lives just probably hundred meters away, um, we heard the... Um, escort cars, the police escort cars um, driving him through the street. So we knew something was awkward because the Prime Minister normally on the Shabbos morning of a Chag just would stay home. Right. Um, but it wasn't enough to get us too nervous. So at about 8.10 Wh- we...
0: Why, why was he driving through your neighborhood? You. That's.
1: He, he, lives he lives 100 meters away. Oh, I see. Okay. And he ended up driving towards the um, it's called the Korea, the the um the um wherever the, the, the um, security council sits um to, to, to make to gather information to make decisions. So you had um, a little
0: bit of a feeling that something was we had, wrong. something was
1: going wrong, but but it wasn't enough because right. it could be also something not too dramatic. Right. Uh, or something far away or sure. But um so at about eight ten, um me and my wife were the first ones to be ready. So we walked out of our front door. Um, We hit the first two, three steps and then the sirens started going off. That was already obviously a bad sign. Mm -hmm. And within 20 minutes with the sirens non-stop going off, we realized that the situation is definitely not something standard. We turned on the radio right away. Mm -hmm. Um, Right away we understood that Israel is some sort of attack on Israel. It wasn't clear yet what. We waited a little bit just to get a bit of information but from the radio, and when things started to become be more dramatic, we all turned on our phones. Um, my son, who's um, he knows Arabic fluently, he reads, speaks, um, writes. He almost he kind of taught everything on his own. He spent a lot of time and effort doing that.
0: Which which son? This is Ben or ben, is
1: ben? This is Ben. This is Ben. Yeah. Um, he we immediately connect. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> connected to. Um, telegram to Arabic um, speaking telegram and just from his face we realized that he's seeing things that um, we can't imagine um, at the same time already on the radio they were calling people to go give blood so me and my wife told him let's go um, and go give blood he said I don't think I'm gonna join you because if, if I could go to the army I, I don't want to be under uh, low bro- blood pressure um, I told him you have nowhere to go, you're not a reserve um, you have no unit to go to he said I know, I know but I- I- I'm going to work on it so me and my wife went to give blood, when we got to Mada where they did, uh, to give blood, there were over a thousand probably um, people there already most of them were yeshiva boys who, from yeshiva very nearby Merkaz Arab. Um, everybody was obviously writing and Commu- communicating and, and and realize that it's you know, Shabbos is not the issue at all at this at this point. Of course. And about an hour later, I get a phone call from my son and saying, "Dad, um, I'm off." I said, wow. where are you off to? He said, "Um, I managed to get information, and I, if I get up to my unit, who at that moment was up north in the Golan Heights, um, there's somebody there who would um accompany me to get." The, the weapons and everything I need in order to join the fighting. I thought he was still wishful thinking for, for a 22-year-old boy who wants to go and defend his country, that it's not realistically that he can actually um, get into uniform. Um, but a few, <coughs> excuse me a few hours later, he managed. Um, it wasn't easy, he had to work hard, um, not according to the rules at the very beginning. Um, but within by the time Shabbos was out, he already had his vest, his helmet, his weapons, his gun, and everything, um, and was ready to go. Wow, wow!
0: You know, I sometimes you 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 learn more about the person after their their life than during their life. Do you feel that? I mean, his letter that he wrote to you, that was all over, is just so incredible. Where he writes that he really. He writes, no one is happier than me right now. You know, that if you're getting this letter, obviously something has happened, and, um, but no one is happier than me right now. What, what did he yeah. mean by that?
1: So, uh, first of all, you asked a few questions within the sentence. So, um, there are things you learn about people after they died that you weren't aware of. But I would say 95% of what we heard after Ben was killed um, or things we knew. Mm-hmm. Ben and us had a great communication. We communicated very openly all the time. He was a good friend of ours besides being our son. So we weren't surprised about anything. Um, the letter he wrote, he actually wrote it on October 7th on the bus up, going up to his, um, to his base. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, at that time, things were very clear to him. As I said, he was on his phone seeing things being streamed live, what's going on um, in, around Aza. Um And that's why he was able to write such a meaningful, clear um, letter. We call it words, um, dvarim, to, to us. That's how we refer to it. And what he wrote, he shared it with two friends of his, a girl and a boy, um, the version was a bit different because the version he sent to his boyfriend included also the chapter about if he would be captive. He did not share that with the girl, a um, friend of his, that he sent it to. I assume not to get her too nervous. Mm-hmm. Just as asked, for those, was, just for
0: those who are listening, the, what what he said about being captured—that if he is captured or taken you know into the territories he he does not want anybody to no terrorists to be released no one to be harmed on his behalf and no campaign to be made in order to get his
1: release wow so ben was talking um about himself when he wrote that it's very clear to me he was not giving any message to the public Mm -hmm. so we cannot reflect from what he wrote about himself about what's going on now Campaign debates, of course, very, yeah. very, very, it, um it, it, rough, um oh for sure, uh, touchy and uh, issue. Um, it, maybe this is the time to say that we all pray that they all be released absolutely now as soon as possible. Hundred um, percent. So that um, that should be very clearly said. Um, I I just felt it took
0: such sensitivity for him to be writing those words for himself personally, you know, of course not applying it to other people, but the fact that he, at that moment he was saying, like, if something happens to me, I don't want anyone to, to anyone released, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone hurt or harmed in any way that to be thinking that at that moment, that was quite.
1: Nothing I can add to what you're saying. It's, 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 uh, I shiver when I read and when I hear the words he wrote, Um, all together and especially about that. Um, You asked before what he meant about, no one could be happier than I. So I must tell you that we we got the letter from his friends um, a few hours, I think after, (coughs) sorry, a few hours after the funeral. It's not clear, maybe it was sent us before the funeral, but we actually put our our focus onto it after the funeral. Um, At that moment, we shared it mostly with ourselves and with our close family members. And then something happened after the Shiva that um, we released it out to the press. It wasn't really intended to be that way, but it kind of turned out to be that way. And we cut off a few sentences that he wrote Personally to us, he was something personal to Sabrina myself, to my daughter Mika, and to my son Boaz, wow. and something to his friends personal. We cut that off and we also cut off cut off two images. Those images were a image of being shushu, quiet, quiet, because right after that sentence, no one is happier than I am now, was referring to Supposed to be starting in the special in the security services in the Shabbat, and that's something he really was dreaming to do. Uh So, the letter was a little bit complicated because it tied in between the fact that if you're reading a letter, then it means something happened to me, but it was also referring to where he was at state at that moment because, as far as he knew, two hours later he could have been killed. Uh So, on October 7th, Uh so he was sharing with us, just reminding us how happy he was to what he accomplished by being recruited to the Shabak. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of the misunderstanding when you read the letter after we deleted those two images uh, that we thought he wouldn't want people to know that he's going to Shabak, but it's already out there and there's nothing to hide, so I'm filling in the small details.
0: Mm-hmm. So where he was going was to Shabak. Is that is that what you're saying? That yes, yeah. I see. And and what would he be doing in Shabak? Like what would what
1: he well, be... was he was just released from the army, so it was the beginning. He had to go through a course, and then he was supposed to start. Um, it's called in Hebrew Avtachat Shetach. It's um, securing um, um, Shabak um, workers who are already more years in duty who work in the Arab neighborhoods within in um, the territories. Basically, right. that's what it
0: is. Right. So so Ben was killed in while he was in Gaza, while he was in Gaza fighting to, to defend their people.
1: Right. So Ben, for the first seven, uh, it took the army about, I think, 20, 22 days from October 7th until October 20, uh, 27th before the army actually went into Gaza. Um, after 17 days, when they were really close to going in, um, the paperwork for recruiting him as an official reserve soldier was not yet done. So he was basically a civilian dressed and um, with all the weapons and everything he needed, but he wasn't officially a soldier. So they told him, listen, we have very little time. And if you don't have the paperwork in place, you can't come into to Aza with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he told them, I think you guys have to take care of the paperwork because otherwise I'm going to be in Aza and the paperwork won't be done. So the paperwork was solved within 24 hours. Um, and I think it was October 27th, I might be mistaken. About then, it was a Shabbos night when the army actually went in. That was a f- horrifying Shabbos for us because we were aware of it. Um, but after that, there was still great, I think almost a, a month and, uh, and a week almost, that we, over that period, he was released. Um, twice, or once, once home, um, and we had an amazing Shabbos with him, it was about 10 days before he was killed. He called me Friday morning, and that was right before um, Israel and Qatar and, and Hamas had an had agreement for releasing hostages, and so the army was a little bit on the hold stage. Um, he told me, that I, I think I could get out for a few hours Friday night. Or Saturday night so he said better let's let me stay in let's get a Saturday night because if I come home now it's only for a few hours I said listen who knows what's gonna be Saturday night if you could get out now you're coming out now I, I went I met him down south I picked them up um, and we had an amazing Friday dinner for the whole family It was the first time since October 7th that the family was together for Shabbos he had about 40 friends over both friends from the neighborhood um, and friends from the army joined all together, and it was a really fascinating time. And then, unfortunately, at six o'clock in the morning, he had to go back this um, morning, and he went back. Um, and that was that was the last time we saw.
0: Him. Wow, wow, wow! I'm so sorry. Um, I, I, I saw I saw from the, the 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 at the funeral some things that you and your wife were saying. Can you tell us a little about that? I was just like so amazed by your courage. I, I,
1: I could invite people after this uh, podcast to log in and to see the things that my wife, myself, we spoke about. But I could share with you some background because anybody, anybody could log in and see that um, the power my wife had at those moments which she shared with everybody there. Um, I, I mean, just be, just
0: to, for a little background, and for those who don't know, she was just saying, sorry. you know, she was just saying how, you know, this is look and be proud. This is what courage is. You know, this is what you. I mean, just words that are unbelievable. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, stand, stand, stand up straight, stand up straight. straight, and be pride, proud, and we have a lot to be proud, have pride, pride. Sorry, to be uh, have pride about. Um so the night before, uh, it was about eight o'clock, um my wife and my son were getting dinner together. Um they told me there are no napkins, so I was I walked out of the front door, we have a store right near our, our entrance to our apartment to get some uh to get some napkins. And then I see three soldiers coming down the steps. I then didn't yet realize, I started shivering, but it, Maybe they're making a mistake. Maybe they're not coming to me. Maybe he's just injured. It took them probably 30 seconds until they entered the house and they saw my wife because they won't start talking until they see everybody who who they're talking to. And that's when right away they shared with us the horrifying news. Up to that moment, for the whole period from October 7th, I was nervous, but I was okay. My wife was a wreck. She was under a lot of tense and tension. I can imagine. Um, and she was having a hard time. That moment when the soldiers uh, informed us what happened, I almost collapsed. And my wife, within a second, was a strong person. Now, I know her. I wasn't surprised totally, but this was much bigger than everything, ever, anything I ever saw. And that the next morning, when we woke up, and we were preparing, woke up, not that we really slept much, but when we got out of bed, oh, that was such a terrible night. Um, we were working on our hespedim. She actually read her hesped to me that she was thinking to read, to, to, to say out. At the, the hespedim means
0: the, the eulogy that is read at the, at the funeral. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Um, And I was telling her uh, the minibus, which is the army arranged to pick us up, is in about a half an hour, but I've been told that there are hundreds of people outside. Standing outside the house with flags. I asked her if she wants that, maybe we should just go up and say hello to the people, thank them. She says, no, 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 no. No, no, no way. I gave her a few moments and I asked her again. She says, "No, no, no, no." I said, "You know what? I'm going to go up my own." I started going up the steps and I see her behind me. So I waited, and she joined me. And halfway up, she went back. She she wasn't able to. Of course. I continued, and then I see her coming back up, and I was ready just to nod to people and nothing to say to them, but she stood there straight and strong and told everybody to stand straight and to be proud of Ben and proud of who we are and what we stand for and what we believe in. And from that moment, she's a different person. She really is. Wow.
0: Wow. Can I ask, I mean, I don't know if you can even answer this, but can you give us a glimpse of what gives you both that strength? What gives you both that courage? I mean, this is the most horrifying thing that could happen to any parent, and yet you're, you you still have that strength and courage in how you look at it.
1: I could answer by saying, I don't know. That would be one answer. That's probably the best answer. Yeah. I could... Um, jump a little bit and say that after we got the letter, the letter got, gave us a lot of the strength. But that's also not the full answer because my wife especially was very strong even before she saw the letter. Mm-hmm. So there's something else there, I cannot explain it. So part of it, there's no answer for. The other part is not only Ben's words, which want us to be happy and to live, and we know that he was willing to die in order for us to live. He didn't want us now to be depressed and and sad because why he went out to fight in order for us to have a good life now. So that's part of what's keeping us strong. The situation in Israel is so, um, I would say terrible, but um, problematic, challenging. On one hand, on the other hand, anybody who visits here in Israel and all of us who live here um, sees every minute of the time what amazing people and support one is giving the other, and that gives a lot of strength. Um, And then you see people out there so sad. um, It kind of builds something in us that we realize that if we could help others being stronger, that's something that we would want to do and we're giving we're, we're trying our best it's not easy at all but we're trying our best we actually just two nights ago we got a visit from a soldier we don't know um to make a long story sh- um short he never knew ben but after he heard the story of about ben and the funeral and then the letter he left Um, He bought a bottle of wine and said, one day I'm going to go visit uh, Ben's parents. Mm. Um, He coincidentally met somebody who knew Ben, so he said, it's a perfect um, situation, let's go together. And he came to us and he shared with us how much strength he got from Ben and from us, but he gave us back so much strength. So um, it can, could be a gift that we got. Can to, to you can you elaborate? This...
0: A, can you elaborate a little on that? Like, what strength did you get from him, and what did he and, 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 and what did he give? What did he get from, from Ben? Just um... like it's, it might seem obvious to you, but for us listening, you know, in a different situation, not in Israel, not in the war, it's it's just so incredible to hear this 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 this, this, um, this amazing courage.
1: I, I I would I believe it's a few things. One thing is realize, realizing that we're um, fighting evil and it's the good against the bad um, and we're on the good side and we have to defeat the evil. And on such a um, mission, it's very clear to us that we have to do everything we can to defeat it. And when a soldier like Ben goes to battle with such a message and on the same time, leaves us that if God forbid something happens, he wants us to be happy and celebrate. He, he wanted us, he told us that we have to have beer, uh, meat, um, nuts. And my wife should make her chocolate chip cookies during the shiva. Wow. So we almost had everything besides the chocolate chip cookies. My, my, my wife said that that's already a little bit of a chutzpah inside <laughs> okay. that. when she's sitting shiva to have her working in the kitchen right. with the cookies. <laughs> sure. but, when, when, but when he gave such a strong message, and I'll tell you, for example, when he left me and Sarit, he told me, Sarit, my wife, he told us how much he loves us and how much he respects us. And then he and then he wrote to us that unfortunately he won't be around. He won't be around to give us a hug but he left both of us so we can hug each other. So messages like that from a 22 year old, leaves a lot of strength to us and the same thing to anybody who reads the letter and those same words that he wrote when soldiers around the country read them, it gave them just a lot of strength and what to be proud of. So that soldier who felt what I'm trying to express now a little bit, felt that he had to come and and give us a hug and Expressed how much strength and how much it helped him and helps him every night with the um the missions he has to to, to take care of, but when he sat with us, he he was so um strong and looked in our eyes and gave us all what we needed to hear that the Israeli IDF is strong and knows that it's going to be win the war and they're out there to risk their lives in order to save our lives and you know what it, it, I guess you're all welcome to come to our living room and to see these soldiers to meet his friends to see the visitors who come and and see what spirit is, is going on here and, and, and that's the strength Well wow. well.
0: Wow. I, I mean, you you mentioned that before, like the 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 strength of of Am Yisrael, the, the Jewish people. How you see that now, and can you you know, I, I think this horrific whole horrific situation has brought out like a little glimmer of hope in just seeing the beauty of the Jewish soul getting together and the unity of the people. Can you elaborate a little on, for those of us here in Chutzlaretz outside of Israel a little bit about what you're seeing? And what you have seen, you know, especially after Ben's death.
1: So immediately, I would say October 8th, when everybody started to understand the the scale of what happened October 7th and what we're going into, the amount of um, support, chesed, um, assistance, that everybody was giving one each other uh, was so big. Um, and you saw it if it was food giving, giving out to soldiers, equipment being um, donated to soldiers, um, people um, volunteering and helping out all the families who had to um, 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 flee from their homes to, to hotels around the country and, and, and helping with education and giving away clothing uh, and working in the fields because there weren't workers to work in the fields. It, it, the whole country was. Um, Embraced into how to be helping one another. Um, I, personally, for example, I was um, driving cars back from where the soldiers left them when they drove this morning to the base, and they took the wife's car. She's left with no car, so me and others, just for as example, were driving to different places in the country. Um, trying to find the keys that they left different places and then mm-hmm. taking the cars back. And there's just so many stories or, or people who left their houses and their dogs in the house and no one's in the house to take care of them. It, 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 it goes on and on. Right. So, um, but, but very quickly, um, this sense of unity and, and, um, and support and love um, was much stronger within the army units. The same people from families with different bra- backgrounds who up until some pastora as everyone knows, we were going through very difficult times with um, arguments and not agreeing on many issues. Um, all of a sudden in the army, um, people were getting along very well right. and it reflected on all of us a tremendous amount. And if I could just share with you an interesting conversation we had just last night, um, three friends of Ben's um, who came to sit with us. We haven't seen since um, Ben was killed because they were in duty in in Aza and they only were released now. And they were sharing with us how difficult it is for them that as long as they were in Aza fighting, everything looked so amazing and everybody was together and working out. The day they walked out of Aza back to the cities, Everybody's still arguing a bit, or even more than a bit, and it's depressing for them. So my wife and myself um, gave them a thought that instead of you know leaving Gaza, getting back home, and being depressed, why people in the cities aren't as united as they were in the army. Do everything you can to bring that unity mm-hmm. from the bases to us, because that's 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 where we need to be. That's beautiful.
0: What a beautiful thought. That's that's really beautiful. What what message would you think that Ben would want us to hear? Is that the message that he would want for us to hear now?
1: Ben would first of all want us to win the war, and that 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 would I would if I'm honest with myself. And just this morning, I had a long conversation with friends of ours, a couple, um, who are close family members of the wife, uh, are captive in Asa now. And um, we're right now debating a lot, you know, what's the right way to take on from now as far as releasing the captive and winning the war. So every topic is very, very um, sensitive right now. But if you ask me still what Ben's message would be is to defeat the evil. Um, that, that, that would his his main message. And the second message would be, I'm not sure United, obviously he would be happy, but he would just want us to be living, being happy, wow. being good people. That's probably, not probably, that that I know would, would be his message. That, that's what keeps us going because we know that if we go start, Going down and being depressed, then I, it's it's that's not what Ben would have
0: wanted to be. That's so beautiful. That's uh, you know, and it, it it's just a message for everybody to take because everyone, I mean, on, on a on an infinitely less degree, everyone has hardships in their life. But if we can just keep that message of being happy and just meeting it with with happiness and and just loving life, that's 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 so beautiful. That's really a beautiful yeah. message. Sweet, do you have any regrets?
1: No. Wow. No. Um, I, I, I would use the term thank God not, because if I would have had, especially if there would have had to be with some unclosed issues between me and Ben or between anybody I know with Ben, it would have been very difficult. Wow. Thank God that's not the circumstance. Um, no regrets. And no, nothing open that wasn't resolved or discussed. Um, And therefore, we feel um, very full, I would say. Wow. My wife said that Ben was killed only 22 years old, but he had a a lifetime of fulfillment um, of 22 years. So that that, that is kind of how we feel.
0: That's a beautiful life, right? That's a beautiful life to lead. Wow. And my final question to you, I mean, you know, I I know these interviews must be so heart-wrenching for you to be doing. Why are you doing them? Why do you agree?
1: I, must, I won't laugh, but I tell you that I almost canceled this interview 10 minutes before. I can imagine. Um, you can imagine, but when I share with you why, you'll even, you will even even—you—you—you didn't imagine this. Just last night, um, we were informed that Ben's officer was killed. Oh, my goodness. In and I just got back a half an hour ago, or now it's an hour ago, from the funeral um so we're, we're going through hell i, I must say there's of no course. other way to put it of course um and if not for the soldier who came over to us the other night and was expressing on one hand how much strength we're giving it and on the other hand realizing that we're gaining strength back i wouldn't have taken this interview but realizing that we are able to give strength to others, um, us and many, many others, uh, obviously. And also we're receiving back is what makes us continue and accept these interviews and uh, different um, platforms that we are doing. Wow,
0: that's beautiful. Sve, thank you so much for coming on here. I, I just wish you and your wife and your whole family comfort. May, may God comfort you as only God can comfort you. Um, you know, Ben is, he died in the highest, greatest way. You know, Kiddush Hashem, just dying for the sake of our people. And we, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you what an incredible interview with ben's father it's v you know it's it's interviews like this that really just show the depth of the jewish neshama and the beauty of the jewish neshama and how you know it's impossible to write a letter like ben wrote without the person being a soul it's impossible to have share these words, these these heartfelt words, so soon after your your a person's son was was killed in battle, without you know having that strength of the Jewish soul within you, and the message that he leaves us to just feel the joy of life, to appreciate life, no matter the circumstances, is one which is so precious and so important for all of our lives. Um, in every situation, in every circumstance that we are. So thank you so much for watching, for joining us. If you enjoy watching these podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed. You can find us at chabad.org forward slash extraordinary. And if you subscribe, you'll get these sent straight to your mailbox, um, your inbox. Also make sure that I just want you to realize that these podcasts are also available on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you again for watching.